Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April Zaire, and I'm an associate pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We'd also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Good to be with you again today. What I want to share this morning with you is, uh, is something that, some verses that impacted me, that, that uh, made a difference in, in my thinking at the very beginning stages of this, this pandemic season that we're hopefully leaving shortly. Back in February or March, when this whole thing started, we had no idea how our lives would be turned upside down by it, how long it would go. I don't think any of us had any clue how long this would last. Certainly didn't think it would be, uh, we'd be still in it this long afterwards. In those early days, there was a lot of uncertainty. And today, all these months later, even though we see more and more of the restrictions being loosened and, and life starting to turn back to normal, it seems, there's still this lingering uncertainty as to what the future might look like. Are we really past this? Is there another variant that's going to come along that's going to turn things upside down for us again? We're entering into this new season now where we're transitioning, where school is ending, we're moving into summer vacations as well, and and people are starting to travel by air as well for vacations, and and there's fear around that. What what does that look like if there's more variants out there? And and I'm not trying to to fear-monger here. My genuine hope is that, that this is mostly behind us and we'll continue to move in that direction, but, but I think we need to name the uncertainty that's still there. And regardless of whether any of these things will happen or not, the fear is real. And so what do we do with that fear? And so this morning I want to just share some thoughts, some truths from God's Word this morning that... Uh, that really are around three passages of Scripture that, that were, again, significant to me in the early stages and I think are still significant for us today as we look forward to what the future brings. So I'm going to share some thoughts from three passages of Scripture. And as we focus our attention on them, uh, my hope is that they'll be helpful for you as well. The first is from Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. And 2 Peter 1, 3-4 says this, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us His great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in the divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. And so the first truth that I see in this is that we have everything we need. We have everything we need. By His divine power, we have everything that we need for whatever it is that is ahead of us. So let's be encouraged by this. No matter what happens, no matter what's ahead, God is giving us everything that we need for living a godly life through it. God is with us. 
God provides for us. As we move into whatever this new season holds, we lack for nothing. We're not going in ill-prepared or unequipped. As we seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus and the, and the mouths of Jesus, which is my interpretation of what it means to live a godly life, that whatever we do, wherever we go, whatever we say, that, that we're reflecting our obedience of, of Jesus and we're living that out around us, that in the days and weeks and months to come, God's given us everything we need to live that kind of a godly life. We are equipped. We have what we need. And so we don't need to worry about what the future looks like, feeling like, like what are we going to do? Am I going to have enough? Are we going to have enough? We can be assured that we have everything we need. The second truth is that we have the promise of God. And verse 4 there in 2 Peter reminds us of God's great and precious promises. It's his promises that enable us to share in God's divine nature and escape the, the failings and fallings, the failures of ourselves and, and of this world that we live in. And the promises of God would be a whole other sermon, would actually be a whole other sermon series. We could spend weeks, months looking at the promises of God. We don't have time to do that. But let me remind you a few of the, the precious promises of God. Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will go with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the, the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. John 14:6. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 8:12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Isaiah 61, verse 6. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, because he, the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release, darkness, uh, release from darkness for the prisoners. John 14, verses 15 and 16. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father to give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. And John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. That is nothing like a full list of the promises, the great and precious promises of God but it's a pretty good list, isn't it? We have those promises, and we have so many others as we move forward. We have everything that we need, and we have the promises of God as we move into whatever is next. 
The third truth that I want to remind us of today is that we have the presence and protection of God. The other passage that I want to share with you today is, is the one that we just read, that uh, Alyssa just read so well, Psalm 91. There's a lot of beautiful images in this passage. And, and I love the passage as well because I, I think that it's significant because Satan actually uses this passage, part of this passage, to tempt Jesus. So even Satan knew how, how powerful this passage was. He knew that it was true. He knew that Jesus knew it was true, and he tries to use it against Jesus. So I think that's something that we need to pay attention to as well. One of the powerful images we see here is this image of, of God as, as a mother bird sheltering, protecting her young with her wings. Max Licato in his book, Come Thirsty, shares a story that relates to this. He wrote this. He said, My college friends and I barely escaped a West Texas storm before it pummeled the park where we were spending a Saturday afternoon. As we were leaving, my buddy brought the car to a sudden stop and, and gestured to a site on the ground. A mother bird sat exposed to the rain and the wind, her wing extended over her baby who had fallen out of the nest. The fierce storm prohibited her from returning to the tree, so she covered her young until the wind passed. Again, a powerful image of what God does for us. How God puts himself in between us and danger. He covers and surrounds us. How many winds is God protecting us from right now? Maybe things we don't even know about. Things that, that we're not even aware of. But God is there. God is protecting us. A coworker who wants to put you down and is about to, to walk into your office or your, walk to your desk, but then a phone call distracts them. A driver gets a, a flat tire before his car runs a, a red light and, and hits into you. We, we have no idea what's happening around us and what God is protecting us from. But that image of God as the protector, as the one who, who is there and is present and, and covering us, is a powerful image. Protecting us from every trap, every, every plague, and, and every plague that stalks in darkness. I mean, think those, those words took on new meaning for us in this pandemic. We may have read Psalm 91 differently before this pandemic season. The terrors of the night, the dangers of the day. That doesn't mean that we won't experience difficulty and challenge and trial. I mean, think about it. You don't run to a place of refuge if everything is all right. But God offers himself as that place of refuge for when we need it, when we need protection, for when there is danger, for when there is trouble, we have a place to run to, a person to run to, where we know we can be safe, where we know that we'll find rescue. If we're honest with each other, while we talk about these things, we all have stories of times where, where we have prayed for something. We've prayed for a miracle. We've prayed for, for something specific, and, and we've not seen that prayer answered. Not at least in the way that we have wanted it to. Even that's true in this, this pandemic that we have gone through. Some of you have, have probably lost people that you love and cared for in this, and maybe prayed for uh, for them to be healed, to be protected, or other situations that are non-pandemic related. I know I had a, a best friend that uh, we were 
really good friends in high school years ago and, and kind of got disconnected and then reconnected as, as adults. And, and Kim and I and his wife and, and our kids, we got together and we traveled together and we had a great time and then he, he got cancer. And, and we prayed for God's healing. We prayed for God's to, to, to heal his body and take it away. And we didn't see that answer. Not on this side of heaven. And sometimes we need to recognize that, that God is sovereign and God, sometimes God's best is not answered on this side of heaven. But whether God rescues us here on this side or on the other side, God is present and he's active. I think sometimes our view of God's, or God's view of our life is maybe like the way we, we watch a movie after we've, we've read the book. You know, you've read the book, then you go to the movie, you, you know what's going to happen, but in the theater there might be a suspenseful part where, where the whole theater is kind of on the edge of their seats. They're not sure what's going to happen next. And they're, they're almost, almost gasping. The whole theater has is, is kind of gone quiet, waiting for the, the climax to happen. And while it's exciting for you, it's a little different experience because you know what's going to happen. You've read the book. I think God sees our lives that way as well. Because God has written our books. God knows what's ahead. God sees our lives differently than what we do. And he knows what is best. He protects us in ways that we can't even imagine or understand sometimes. And so we just need to do what Psalm 53, or 56.3 says, When I'm afraid, I'll put my trust in you. And join with Isaiah in saying, I will trust him and not be afraid. Out of Isaiah 12, verse 2. And it gives us a sense of, of safety and control, or, or safety and, and, and confidence, knowing that God is in control. That God is present. That God is protecting us. He's there with us in all the situations that we go through. And he promises us that as we put our faith and our trust in him, that he will get us through. He will answer the prayer. He will be faithful to his promises. The last thing that I think we have going forward into whatever it is that is next is that we have each other. We're not alone. The final passage that I, I find encouragement from and comfort in is from Psalm 68, verses 4 to 6. And there it says this, Sing praises to God and to his name. Sing loud praises to him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord. Rejoice in his presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. God is the creator of family. God has given us each other. He's created spiritual family, not only human family, physical family, but, but spiritual family and set himself up as the father of that family. And so no, no matter what happens, we not only have God, we not only have his promises, we not only have his protection and his presence, but we are not alone. He's given us each other. He's put us in each other's lives because at times we'll need encouragement. 
Maybe something happens where we feel down, we feel discouraged, and we need people to come around us to help us to speak words of encouragement and strength for each other. Sometimes we need hands laid on us and people to pray for us. People to to come and intercede for God for us. There may be more times as there have been in this, this pandemic season where we have felt isolated and we've needed to be isolated. But even in those times and places, we need to reach out to each other or remind each other that we are not alone. We are not alone in this. God has given us everything that we need. He's given us his great and precious promises. He's given us his presence and his protection. And he's given us each other. And so though we don't know what the future holds, we we hope that we're moving to, to a different place, a new season, and we don't even know what this, this summer holds as, as the patterns of our lives change, as vacation, vacations come, as the rhythm of life changes, being out of school and, and that sort of thing for, for people who have uh, people in the education system. We know those things, that we are not alone, that we have what we need to get through it, that God is present, that he's close to us, and that he invites us to run to Him and depend on Him for everything that we need. Let's pray. God, thank You for Your promises. Thank You that You never forget Your promises, God, but but You are okay with us reminding You of them. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves of Your promises and just put our trust in You. Thank You, God, that in every new season, that in every new place that we go, that you are present, that you're there, that you've provided for us, and that we are not alone. You've placed us in families. Thank you that church is your idea. God, it's not perfect because none of us are perfect, but you've given your church as a gift so that together, we can serve, together we can worship, and together we can be a blessing to the world around us. So God, we choose to trust you. We choose you. We believe that you are our refuge and our strength in every season of life. Thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.